Welcome back to Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. I'm Trevor, and with me, as usual, is Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Hello. Hi. Talking about season two, episode 10, which is called uh, Fallen. And that means that we have just three episodes left uh, to this season. Is that right? That is correct. So uh, there's going to be one on the 17th, on the, let's see, it came out the 8th, so 15th, then there'll be one, I think, 22nd, then 29th, just all the, to close out the month of November. See the light at the end of the tunnel now. I'm almost finished with this terrible task. This terrible, this terrible uh, show, but not so terrible podcast. Eh, well, we can, we can let the public decide on that one. This is the the go to podcast for all things Titans. I I oh before going into this episode, I s- saw that there are a few YouTubers out there that are now doing this shit, doing the whole Titans recap action here. And are they pro or anti Titans? Oh, it's it's most likely paid off Warner Brothers shills. Like it's the oh man, oh shit, oh fuck. Deathstroke's here. Oh, man. You know, like when you see those Star Wars reactions? Yeah. Do you think that Warner Brothers is actually paying YouTubers for propaganda? Or do you think it's just a trickle-down effect of, like, sycophantic uh, media culture? I legit think it's both. I think it's the, hi, we're with Warner Brothers. Can you record this for us so we can promote it on our social media outlets? And then there is well, obviously the... there are the things there are obviously shows that are directly produced uh, by them, like the the talk show stuff on DC Universe that I'll never watch. And then there's like the Warner Brothers own properties out there because Warner Brothers is not just DC Universe. I mean, they also own HBO and HBO Max It's an AT&T big umbrella of stuff like they own Rooster Teeth. So it would not surprise me if Rooster Teeth does a Titans recap. I don't know what Rooster Teeth is. Don't care to. It's the red versus blue guys. Okay, from I back sort in the day, I've heard of that. The death battle from Screw Attack. So Jordan, you being a huge Nightwing fan, surely you must have been super excited in this episode seeing uh, Dickson's um, cellmate in the prison carving what we recognize as the Nightwing logo on the wall, right? Well, Trevor, I will have to say, as a big-time fan of the Nightwing character, a collector of a lot of Nightwing collectibles, I cosplay as Nightwing, I uh, have a few Nightwing costumes, I will have to safely say this is the worst episode of Titans. You don't like the uh, backstory for Nightwing being reimagined as originating from the backwards pagan beliefs of some uh, Latin American uh prison inmates that inspired dick grayson to be a good guy again no i cannot safely say i care about the alazal alaz alazal is that what it was called uh it was i think it's the i actually have i have to scroll quickly to the note section because i actually had to spell it out and quote it because of how stupid the story was uh yeah yep yep alazal alazul a-l-a-z-u-l does that translate to anything? Are you ready? Is that Spanish for Nightwing or, or blue, I guess it blue, blue wing? Okay. Blue I guess wing. it wouldn't be Spanish, right? It would probably be an indigenous language. Yeah. So, so the Azul is blue. Allah is. Oh, 
Oh, like, Azul. Okay, so it is Spanish, which doesn't make any sense because if it's an indigenous belief of whatever part of Latin America they're from, which it doesn't specify, I don't think, it would have wouldn't have been in Spanish because it is what I'm like I don't know if this is worse than the asylum episode from first season to me. Because this was I'm not kidding, the worst episode. This one felt way too long. This one was the okay, we're done now. We got everything out and then I checked the clock and I we were halfway through and I'm like fuck. I um you know, I guess uh Trevor, this you one didn't was the really better episode. Are you going to convince me this I'm was not, a good no. episode? <laughs> I think it was particularly any worse than like last week's episode or the one before that or I don't know. You know, I'll say <laughs> fair uh, enough on that one. I'll say fair enough, but it just I, I it was, was nothing so much... I'll say this about it. There was nothing going on in this episode that I cared about at all. None uh, of this it matters. Was very boring. <laughs> It was very boring to me. I have no investment in the story at this point. I each week I resent more and more the fact that I make myself watch this show. Uh, yeah, but I don't think anything stuck out to me in this one as being like particularly egregious. Uh, I mean, it became sort of clear that the whole reason for being Dick in prison was kind of just to. Uh, give us this little side story that gives us his motivation for becoming Nightwing. And maybe they couldn't have figured out a more organic reason to put him in prison. So they decided to have him just, you know, just get and go to prison on purpose, like an asshole. Uh, or, you, you know. well, you know, you know, I did really dislike was the opening scene uh, where like we see Dick getting processed, going into prison and they have all those stats Oh. In like captions oh, at the oh, bottom of the screen. Oh, oh, oh. Such, such a lame storytelling device. They could have conveyed all of that in a more natural way by just giving us a scene of him being sentenced in a court or something. It, really lame. Like inmate name, Grayson, comma, Dick, crime, violating statute, US, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, what is it? Just, shut uh, the fuck up. Uh, uh, it, it just, that was not good. Also, if they were going, pers- where's the head shave? Like Lex Luthor, huh? <laughs> because people don't, despite what we saw in Batman v Superman, which I think is a fine film, uh, they don't really shave your head like that when you go into prison that's not a real thing that happens so it just it just was not even there's a lot it opens up a lot of questions for me so he's in a kane correctional facility are we supposed to understand that that's the kane county that gotham is in or is this a county in nevada since in last week's episode he was specifically in kane nevada that's a little confusing that was exactly what i had in my thoughts of but you see you get it because it's bob kane it's a real easter egg well, yeah, but so as Batman comic fans will know, Kane County is the name of the county that uh, Gotham is. But they also made a point of him being in what I think is a fictional town called Kane, Nevada in last week's episode. So this could be supposed Nevada. to be a different Kane County, not the Gotham one. But uh, Unless that's the Gotham is in Nevada, which would make no sense. Yeah, that's a possibility that crossed my mind that Gotham's supposed to be in Nevada, which would be a little bit of a weird choice. But uh, I, I would have thought, the, like last week, I assumed that he was in San Francisco when he got arrested. Uh, and I thought that what would happen is that he'd be in prison with like some former Titans villains who know who he is, uh, because that would have created some fun tension. 
And then we saw that he was in Kane County Jail. I thought that there may there's maybe going to be a Batman villain or something, but no, none of that. Just standard, uh, you know, Latino gangbanger situation. One of them was an MS-13, Trevor. Well, it wasn't. I don't think uh, the guard mentioned MS-13, but he, I think he was saying MS-13 used to run that person, but now there's this new. Uh, Latin gang, which I think is a fictional. It just, it was just, oh, it was his, lots of his, uh, his, his cellmates though were actually good guys. Uh, they want no part of the bad uh, Latin American gang, and they were trying to escape from prison because, because uh, uh, it's. I think they were so supposed. To, it was supposed to were, be like an immigration law. It was an immigration. It was. It 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 re- it referenced. It's referenced sort of a real phenomenon, which is that um, in like uh, countries like Honduras and El Salvador, they have uh, like MS-13 and other gangs like that are kind of running rampant there as a result of our anti-immigration policies where we, you know, kind of ship people and mess back to their uh, countries. And uh, so basically what uh, what was happening with them is that they were sort of defectors from the 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 gang and they wanted no part of it so they were going to get killed in prison but also if they got deported back to their home country like the prison was trying to do they would get killed there too because they're like dissidents from the gangs or some something along those which is why they had to escape their only hope of surviving was escaping the prison and not getting deported that that's basically the you just explain the basically the main B plot characters. I don't know any of their names. I think one was named Luis, and that was the guy who drew the Nightwing logo and talked about Al Azul. And it's like that that was it. That's the only character I know of. And even then, just like okay, that's an Easter egg. Oh, we're supposed to be excited because this is when we're finally going to figure out Nightwing. We did it, guys. Easter eggs. Easter. You guys like Easter eggs. It's also a very cliche Berlanti thing to have the hero in prison scenario because that happened on Arrow, that happened on The Flash, it it happened on a whole lot of other. So it's yeah, it, so like, yeah, that was and, Flash, Arrow, they all did that before. Here, here's here's what I was also wondering about. Um, I feel like if Dick, would, I mean, we we skipped. Uh, presumably, they just breezed through the whole process of him being arraigned and sentenced and like yes. bail here, <laughs> bail hearings and all that shit. Because I feel like what would happen is, first of all, um, Bruce would bail him out when after he's first arrested, and then he would insist on providing like expensive uh, legal defense and. But uh, uh, it's it's less messy for the story, I guess, to just skip all that stuff and assume that, like, oh, he got arrested, he pled guilty, he immediately goes to maximum security prison. But, I mean, in reality, that stuff takes weeks or months, uh, depending on the situation. And let's not forget, like, a good plot point is Donna calls and Gar calls Dick Grayson the entire time, like, where are you, Dick? It's like, can you yeah. fuck... If you were assaulting a federal officer in an airport, that would reach somewhat local news, at least. Or, like, uh, Gar is supposed to be the computer master back at Titan's Tower. He could be picking up and intercepting these. It seems like the information should have gotten to them. And also, it feels like only maybe a couple days has passed since the previous episode. But Dick is already has already been sentenced and is already in prison. Oh, and, and it was... 
But it seems like Batman should have found out about it immediately. He would have bailed him out. There would have at least been a conversation between him and Bruce Wayne, and all that information would have gotten relayed back to Gar at Titan's Tower. I mean, there should be systems in place for this kind of shit. No, and pl- it's, it, it just made no sense. And plus, now that he is in, in prison, he can no longer be a detective. So you just completely wiped out any ability for him to go back into the police force because he has a felony on him for doing the assault. Oh, I mean, I don't give a shit about that. It was never that interesting that he was a detective in the first place. They kind of abandoned <laughs> it right away. Uh, I mean, you're, it was the cliche here goes to prison episode mixed with the B-roll of more Superboy... Um, yeah, it's it's interesting that also, um, you know, the the guys that he shared his cell with, like, suspected that he was a snitch, and he never really said or did anything to convince them otherwise, uh, until the very end, of course. But I mean, like, they kind of, like, just accepted... I don't know that that whole that whole thing was weird. He was acting like a snitch, and he didn't really do a good job of convincing them that he was a snitch. But they kind of just accepted him anyway. I don't know. You're a good guy, Dick Grayson. <laughs> yeah, he just kept telling them that their escape plan was bad and they shouldn't do it. And they're like, "Why don't you give us a better idea?" And he just didn't say anything. Which I mean. Uh, obviously, I mean, it became pretty transparent when they're talking about the Al Azul and it saying like, oh, it's a bird that comes in the night to save us or whatever. So obviously they have to hold back on him having change of heart until the very end when he shows up unexpectedly to rescue them. Uh, so but it was just weird. He just kept telling them, like, your plan's not going to work. And then they're like, do you have a better idea? And he's like, uh, no, uh, just don't do it. <laughs> which is stupid because they kill me you'll have to kill me <laughs> yeah i don't understand why they said he even said that at all and also they've established that they're going to die um oh oh the idea is that if they kill him they prove their loyalty to the prison gang and then they don't get killed was that the idea yeah. there and maybe he knew that's like, fucking do- stupid dude <laughs> And then he knew, like, if you shanked him, that would be a distraction so you can make your escape. Because that was what... It's such a... It's a... No, no, that wouldn't... That wouldn't be... That wouldn't help them escape at all. If you shank someone, immediately the guards are going to descend on you. That doesn't... The the idea... What are the odds you were right and they did write it out to be San Francisco and they wanted a complete escape from Alcatraz situation? And they realized, oh, wait, Alcatraz is not a working prison. Whoops. I don't know. That wouldn't really, I don't know. But um, no, the reason that he was saying they need to kill him is because then they can stay in. But that doesn't make sense either because they're going to get deported. But I guess they get deported. But the gang back home knows that they killed the guy in prison and that's supposed to protect. It's dumb. Dick is being really stupid in this episode. Uh, he, and he's, he would rather just get killed then uh try to help these guys until of course the very end when he decides to be the the avenging uh bird hero and save the day but counterpoint did you see him do those pull-ups what a hunk he is so not a hunk <laughs> not fucking time close. i've seen like any thoughts on this episode is just here's the pull-ups of brenton thwaites and oh what a hunk and it's like he, that, that was not even erotic at all there is no i am not is the, crushing on this he is a scrawny little man, and he would have gotten uh, killed instantly in that prison. It is not. It is. And also, it's just like, there's a whole lot of other things I could just like go off on, like 
this is the kind of saying much when you realize this is the people in the system. These are the extras they have. This is what's with the guard. The guard was a kind of a little like uh, flirty with Dick Grayson a bit there. Okay, I think you were imagining that a little bit. I think you're projecting your own uh, ideas onto this. It was the whole talk about being a detective. Like, we take care of our own around here. Well, yeah, he was trying to uh, uh, like appeal to Dick to get him to be like a snitch. Yeah. Uh, because he was an ex cop. But Dick was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I want to be here, you idiot. <laughs> you fucking dumbass. You fuck. It's so stupid. If if he was on this whole, I don't want to be a hero or help anyone anymore thing, he could have just gone back to his incredibly privileged life and fucking done nothing. <laughs> but instead, Manor. yeah. Well, I mean, then I guess maybe you'd have to put up with being lectured by Bruce Wayne or something. You decide he'd rather just be in prison where he would like, almost certainly get killed uh, for being a cop it's ugh, just ugh. really really stupid uh bad stuff it's, um i i still think it's the worst of the season maybe of all here's here's what they could have done they could have had deathstroke uh frame him somehow for revenge and get him sent to prison that that would have then sort of made it more organic to the story that we're already telling because he, he's leaving those clues behind like the sodas and liquor sure instead of Deathstroke being like haha I beat you by playing 3D chess and making you break up your team and he's like oh I'm sad now so I'm just going to go to prison on purpose uh, and now it seems like Deathstroke is completely out of the story and they're setting up uh, uh, Cadmus you know to be the new like villain for the rest of the season and uh it's just, really, uh, it was really lame like, and anticlimactic how they dropped that whole thing. It's just, and Mercy is just, I guess, the villain because I need to get this project back because Lex Luthor, and it's just, uh, don't. But we've humanized Mercy a little bit because we got a glimpse of her with her family and her lame wife. They all love smartphones. Her wife, her, her, just from the few seconds we saw of her family, her wife just seemed so dour and like boring. I just felt like, what's this woman's problem? What the fuck? But I'll have you know, she has a lovely uh, wife, therefore, hashtag LGBT I wouldn't, win. wouldn't say lovely. <laughs> she seemed like a real chore, honestly. <laughs> Mercy, 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 Mercy's like trying to be fun. She's like, hey, let's all play a game. It's her family. And her kids are like, fuck you, mom. And then her wife is like, just giving her a look. Like, what? What do you want me to do? You want to play a board game on an app or something? Like... <laughs> Yeah, the her maybe her reason that she's so evil or whatever is because she has a shitty family that doesn't appreciate her. Oh, okay. Uh, here comes. Yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. Your recap. Feel free to stop when I'm wrong. Uh, first, the recap included clips from the Doom Patrol episode season one. So we are once again reintroduced to the original chief, not Tim Dalton chief. The uh, fake uh, chief. Because as as the as the Doom Patrol uh, ri- uh, writers have said, uh, their show does not is not connected to Titans, despite the fact that they had that one episode with most of the cast. Uh, they say that it doesn't take place in the same uh, universe, which seems pretty clear since the Chief is played by a completely different guy and doesn't even seem like the same character. It's <laughs> in the same house and same costume and everything. All right, so we start with Dick Grayson being taken in. 
getting the photos, fingerprints, all that. Uh, there, it's an assault of a federal officer graphics such as plea guilty. They are in Kane County Correctional Facility used... And the fun fact was, while well, everything was the Curier font, this was that Justice League font. Like the Justice League text, I realized. Uh, the sentencing is seven years, no probation. Making this the fastest court system in the world. We go to the theme they, song. Did, did they mean parole? Usually no parole is the thing that you say it, The text uh, said probation, so I put in probation. Yeah, I, no, no, I know. I'm just saying I think that parole is what they meant. <laughs> and then you got the theme song do 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 who cares it's that same garbage song now i at this point it's now just the signifier of i'm in for for awful we are on a nice bridge we see mercy grave with her family wife and two kids who all yawn smartphones and are sick of her shit then we cut to superboy walking crypto and seeing a headline suspect wanted an attack on sfpd officers for injured too critical so i guess none of them died uh superboy ditches crypto and walks That's- away that's ridiculous because he blew up at least one of their patrol cars while they were still in it. So at least a couple of them must have died. Superboy ditches uh, Crypto and walks away after a whole episode of them trying to get Crypto. Guess nothing matters anymore. He does that whole cliche, go on, get out of here, get out of here, you might go, get out, Super- leave. Superboy sucks. Uh, we go back, cut to prison. Officer looks up at the tension records, first name Dick, which is not Richard, last name Grayson. It acknowledges occupation as detective. He has a felony, which doesn't qualify him for the of any police murder. I wrote that off. Worst of all, the date, awaiting trial. Even though we just had a graphic saying he was sentenced to seven years without probation, he's awaiting trial. Don't go to a... (sighs) Whatever. It's, it's the officer gives a backstory about how he wanted to be a detective in this nondescript prison. It's okay. We take care of our own. So we assume Grayson gets special treatment by the officer. Uh, maybe because he's white. Officer explains problems going on in the gym area. Grayson says, sorry, I'm not in the business of helping people. This pisses him off and he gets transferred to the group cell. So this one guard at this prison seems to have an inordinate amount of power that he's able to just be like <laughs> transfer dick back and forth as soon as I'm near. Yeah, the guard is like, look, we have a special single room for you. And then when he says he's not going to snitch for him, he's like, okay, I'm taking you to Gen Pop then. You know, without having to like go back to the computers and reprocess him or anything. It's just like, okay, well, I'm going to take you and put you in this cell. I don't think that individual guards have that kind of autonomy, but I don't know. So he's a cop in Detroit, not King County. It still makes no sense. He just lies down in the prison. Meanwhile, at Titan's Tower, because we have all these cutaways, Beast Boy sees the news about Superboy and continues calling Dick Grayson. He doesn't know he's in prison, even though there's the really speedy justice system there. He leaves a message asking to call back. He looks at the laptop. It's Crypto. It's the good boy. He lets him in because he's knocked, knocked on. That would have been a great episode. Just here's Crypto, the old Crypto episode, trying to get to the Titans Tower. Uh, Cut to Donna on the phone calling Dick, also unaware he's in prison. Donna lets him know that Rachel left and is going to Chicago. She gives the worst delivery of fuck after seeing no responses to texting Rachel. It was like a frow! Uh, cut two. Rachel's at a hostel. The, the homeless shelter. It was like a homeless shelter or a youth hostel. One of those. Uh, it, it, no, it was. It was like a uh, homeless uh, services place. You know, like a soup kitchen. Uh, she gets some food and sees a call from Donna. She does not respond. She goes over to speak to a spooky hooded person. Uh, awkward conversation. Of do you think these are organic? 
They gotta die of something. Uh, the septum person hoodie person just cracks a smile. Back at the prison system, Grayson sees Domino's, observes correction facility in the spotlights, assumes Domino people are going to plan an escape. Domino guy asks, do we have a problem? And Dick Grayson goes, no, and thinks he's trying to be a guard on the inside. The same prison guard breaks up the impeding fight and gives more backstory. The person he's provoking, something about MS-13 and all that gang members. The fact it's being referenced gives it straight from the headline. Offer says he's going to take him out of the jungle, and Grayson says, I'm not helping you. It's very frustrating. At this point, I kind of just stopped for the last three minutes and just went, I'm not going to take notes. So here, there was like a montage of him working out, I guess to appeal to the Dick Grayson fangirls. So he does pull-ups at a gym. I bonked my head on the table in misery. Uh, he sees a fight and hides. The cellmate is intimidated into shaking Dick Grayson because he's a cop motherfucker. Cut to Superboy seeing a fruit stand. Crypto found uh, Superboy. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Beast Boy is there. Superboy says, leave me alone. I'm not a hero. Arr. Beast Boy gives a speech. Crypto barks as a warning. Cadmus is there. Beast Boy, Superboy, and Crypto run away from Cadmus. So this whole thing with uh, Beast Boy convincing Connor... Uh, to stay and be a part of the Titans. And he keeps saying stuff like, we're the Titans. We uh, help people in need or whatever. Yes. So far in this show, we haven't really seen the Titans help anyone. No, not even the person, not even themselves. I mean, they, I mean, they did defeat Trigon or at least Raven did. And that in the abstract did help people because he would have uh, destroyed the world or whatever. But like, Beast Boy has never even really been given the opportunity to be a part of the team or do anything. And he's he has this idealized sense of like what the Titans are. But like all he's done has been like kind of hold up in that uh, building. Uh, this whole thing with the Titans breaking up again would have made more sense to me if previously on the series we saw them actually come together as a team and like do anything. And then maybe later something happened to create a rift between them. But maybe they, they, they tri- never they're, Trigon they're, or something. And even then, they didn't do shit. Their whole team never really got off the ground in the first place. So having them break up now is weird. And then having uh, Beast Boy talk about like uh, talk about how much he loves the Titans. It's like why? Based on what? You never even did anything. <laughs> It's just, uh... So then Rachel talks to the hooded person again. Even though they have a bonding moment, she doesn't, or they don't even have a name or personality. As they give a story about an animal without a family, an angry brother uh, tells them to they gotta go. You don't have to go. The brother then goes, mind your business, kid. Uh, the brother then goes, if you disappear from me, I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> Rachel then does goop powers, and the guy who is going to assault uh them gets pinned to a wall please don't kill me the guy says and the spooky goop is let go he runs away and scared raven apologizes and they go you are fucking awesome the goop flies away into a gargoyle that gargoyle flies across the city to scare the shit out dude and then mauls him to death yeah the gargoyle thing was uh weird what was is that like a new power is that like trigons here actually no no, it was an accidental consequence of her using her demonic powers uh, that, like, her her goop, her evil goop uh, left her and took on a mind of its own and went to do evil shit uh, without her. Because um, that's all going to be part 
of her coming to terms with the fact she has this evil inside her that she can't control. Uh, so the dude got mauled to death. The, the, uh, there was almost like a fa- like a noise when he got mauled. Cut to the prison. Uh, they're waiting for him to shrink Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson reads a book. More domino playing. Grayson asks if they're going to escape, then explains the guard rounds where each tower is in solitary confinement. If he did, rat them out, which he didn't. Ask me how to escape. Dick Grayson then goes, I'd kill me. So, folks, I'm just trying to say Dick Grayson might be the next Epstein. Then I checked the clock. It was midpoint. And I just did the world's biggest, like, ugh. Dick Grayson gets pinned to a wall. I could kill you. Back at the Titans Tower, Superboy is hungry, and Beast Boy is going to make something. More stuff about the Titans having each other's backs. Superboy is wondering where they are. Uh-oh, it's unauthorized access alarm. As Cadmus runs in to raid Beast Boy and Superboy. Uh, Mercy then instructs them, keep 13 alive, kill the other one. Crypto tackles an agent. CryptoNet grabs them. Like the little Kryptonian net. It's all green. That's how you know it's Kryptonian. Uh, Superboy punches them in the heart. Beast Boy dodges and becomes a tiger. Mercy now wants tranquilization on the now tigered Beast Boy. Uh, the Tranks then get Beast Boy. Superboy has laser eyes. Mercy then runs in to stop things like it's an elaborate prank show. Uh, unsure about what happened. I don't know. I think he just wants Eve. I think Superboy just wants Eve. We created well, Eve. You. Eve, uh, Eve loves him, and Mercy lies and says that Eve sent her there. And Superboy is a big idiot, and he believes her. We created you. We can fix you. Claims Mercy. Uh, Raven is then with the, the this person, the, the the hooded figure, um, in this burnt area, which I'm guessing is like a little like homeless uh, commune for all the other people. A, a squat is uh, the term for this type of place. Uh, brought someone that can help us and out walks three other people, which I assume are abandoned. They're all, I just realized they're all girls. They're all women. Correct. So, so this is turning into like a free form. So this is turning into that, uh, that, uh, what was that? Uh, I was going to say that Marvel show that came out a while back. Feels like that. Never heard of it. A cloak and dagger. They have cloak and dagger. All right. Uh, Raven then looks like she is accepted in this group back at the prison. Reading books, nothing's happening. The new that new person that isn't Dick Grayson's frustrated. I think that's Lewis. He didn't leave. He wants to stay put before making the escape. Lewis then talks about Al Azul to Dick Grayson. Points to this chalk outline that looks like a Nightwing logo. Wow, that's a great Easter egg. Al Azul translates to Blue Wing. Close enough. The story is Al Azul lives between the moon and the stars, and in the time of greatest need, he flies down and saves you. A bird that comes in the night and saves people? He's going to come tonight, and he's going to save us. There is no Alazul. Yes, there is. Honestly, such a weird reaction for Dick to have. Like, in he's in the DC universe. He's Batman's protege. There are like a bunch of flying uh, super-powered heroes that he's aware of and some that he knows personally. And he's like, oh, well, some kind of magic bird that saves you at night? That's ridiculous. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You live in a whole world of like magical super beings that fly around and save people. 
in this universe, you would have to know that, like, if there's an Aqualad, there's an Aquaman. So there's a person who lives in the ocean. And you would know Superman exists because you brought up Superman in season one. He, so He like, probably what, knows Superman personally. Wouldn't it be great if he just went to Superman for the advice instead of, like, a prison system? Maybe, like, hey, can I borrow your Fortress of Solitude for a, for a day? Something? No. Jeez. Could have just, like, gotten an apartment somewhere and, I don't know, uh... Like, just done whatever he wants because he's rich. Uh, Dick then talks shit about where he is then. Where is Alazul? Like a fucking asshole. Like, where's Santa Claus or the Two Fairy? Ooh, he once again thinks he's going to save him. Back at Cadmus Labs, Mercy and the lawyer talk about 13 being in stasis, and Mercy talks recalibration and talking to Lex Luthor. Gar is in the waiting room and meets Mercy Graves in a not hostile area. He's in a Cadmus outfit, and Mercy asks if he wants anything to eat. He wants to leave, but he can't. He wants to know what happened to Connor. Mercy explains it's what he wanted. It's his choice. He loves the free will there, and he has a collar that can't make him transform into a tiger. You guys can fix me too. And instead, she offers, I believe, the doctor that saved him? Because I they, they brought up some sort of doctor. Uh, no. Mercy explains <laughs> That's it. That's wrong. That's not what happened. Uh talked about Niles Calder, and she says that we can do for you what Niles couldn't do. Mercy but, explains. But uh, she asks, like, what do you want? And he says, I want to be a Titan. And that's the end of the scene. Yeah, Mercy explains Beastways being underutilized, and Cadmus needs somebody like him. We will help you be everything you want to be. I'm assuming this means transform into any animal, even though he was a snake in Season 2, Episode 1. What I want to be is a Titan. Cut to... The mauled up body from the gargoyle and a police search of what happened. Donna is trying to, uh, is looking on, trying to look like, a, you know, like one of those heroic, doing heroic poses. She once again tries to call Dick Grayson to no answer. It's worse. Remember, Dick Grayson refused his one phone call <laughs> while in the prisons. Uh, not, a, not a real thing. The one phone call rule. That's not something yeah. that actually happens. Uh, cut to prison. More workout in the sunset. He tries to lift weights and... Fun, he's trying to do a lateral raise with dumbbells. Now, this, this is going to be a funny strike, but if you noticed, the way he's lifting it, it's like a bird flapping wings. It's really clever, actually, because you know he's talking about Alazul and being a bird and, you know, the whole Nightwing scenario. So maybe this is just foreshadowing. Get, very clever stuff. Robin, also a type of bird. The, uh, the, the big, beefy gang member, who I assume was MS-13, but maybe not. Uh, get shanked by surprise, and everybody. His name, his name is Santos, and no, he was not a member of MS13. Okay, I I did not know that name at all. Uh, everyone's walking over there, guards, prisoners, etc. Grayson asks him to call medic, but it's too late. Back in, uh, in the cell, the two players pray while Dick Grayson tries to, to get some sleep. It's on lockdown until the evacuation. Uh, if you say we should have killed you, I will break your fucking face. Uh, don't go through with this tonight, claims Dick Grayson. His name was Santos. Uh, that's right. Okay, you're right. Uh, Grayson says he had no chance with Santos, but now he's dead, and that's a sign saying don't do this. Fade to, it's nighttime. He's resting. The lights are on at 6 a.m. The two are leaving America because of immigration? What kind of trumptious? Uh, they don't like Dick Grayson still. Lewis and the other breaks out of handcuffs. Uh, they walk out, they beat up the guards, and try to run. 
The guards overtake in a six-on-two battle and beat the shit out of them with nightsticks. The guard we see in this episode watches on and smiles, and then he wants to participate, but Grayson then jumps out of nowhere and knocks him out. He takes that guy's nightstick and throws it at the driver, who gets concussed out of the seat and onto the floor. Grayson then runs out and beats up the police guards, taking on the two cellmates. He takes the nightsticks and uh, breaks them out of the control of the guards. The cellmates take the keys from a guard, take the vehicle, and drive off. A watchtower sees it and sounds an alarm as they drive off. A uh, guard shoots the car with a gun, and it continues driving. Dick Grayson is trailing the car. He then takes, I guess, some Robin Stars. I don't know what he was. Some sort of shivs? The shivs? Ninja Star? Something. His keys. He took the keys from one of the guards and he okay. threw them like ninja stars. And he throws the guard to knock one out and then the other a breaker box, it explodes. Because that's how it works, right? If it's keys, you just throw keys at a breaker box. At a really he, threw it, he, he threw it really hard so that it pierced it. At like a 30 feet away, it just, that's how it works. The gate's still open. Dick Grayson gets knocked out by an automatic weapon guard. Says, the man who won't help anyone. Apparently that guard's okay now after getting concussed. Uh, Dick Grayson lies I in a pool of... I think those were actually two different guards, but whatever, uh, continue. He's in a pool of his own blood. Face down back at the tower, Donna walks in to survey the damage. He sees broken glass from Cadmus when they took Beast Boy and Superboy. He sees dog prints, uh, a bloody handprint, and then ponders what happened with a nice breeze. Back at Cadmus, Mercy talks with the attorney. Lufer made changes with Subject 13. Connor and Project Rakasha, which I guess is the big uh, plan, which is an abandoned, which was apparently was the abandoned place found earlier when they were in San Francisco. Lawyer I says, think I, don't- Pro- I think Project whatever is just the name they gave to, uh, dealing with uh, Beast Boy. The lawyer then says, I don't answer to you. Mercy then goes, that's one of the changes. Lawyer then asks what to do about Beast Boy, who was in the glass apartment cell watching the Wizard of Oz. He wants to be a titan reunited with his team. I think he's an excellent study. We didn't hear the Wicked Witch laugh at the flying monkey scene from Wizard of Oz as it cuts to the credits, which is, I believe, the, the song is uh, Smash It Up by The Damned. Next time on Titans, E.L. Uh, underscore dot O. Dot. With Dick still in prison and Gar under the microscope at Cadmus, the remaining Titans are called together to save their teammates. Well, uh, that was bewildering, as always. Uh, hearing you talk about this show, it sounds like you don't even pay attention to it at all. It's very confusing stuff. Uh, uh, great what, job. What, what happened then? You explain what the fuck we saw. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes some of the things you say about it, it's like you're watching the show on mute or something, <laughs> or like you're just hearing the words that they say, but not grasping the meaning behind them. I don't know. It's weird, especially because you say you always take notes on the show. Uh, I've watched this show twice now. I shouldn't watch it twice. You, I should just watch it you once. Watched, you watched it twice? One Friday. Then when I sent that tweet out, this is the worst episode. And then when I took notes on Saturday... Yeah, that's incredibly fucked up. Uh, I would I never watch, watch any episode watch once. <laughs> just watch it once. I I only watch it once uh, each episode once, and I certainly don't take notes on it. And yet somehow I feel that I understood what happened more than you did. So I don't know. It's weird to me. It's still the it's still a really bad show. <laughs> uh, 
I guess we're going to, the speculation is something. I just, we haven't seen what happened to Rose or Jason in the last two episodes. Who cares? We haven't seen what happened to Raven. She's in the hostel area now. Uh, I, so, so what's the uh, situation of how to get the group together? Um, well, obviously, uh, uh, Mercy is going to go and kidnap more of them because of that ominous thing at the end where it says, oh, he wants to be reunited with his team. Let's make that happen. So basically, she's going to try to kidnap the rest of the team. They might even have Dick transferred there from prison or something. And then they'll sort of be under the thumb of Cadmus and, uh, and then that'll probably be leading up to the final conflict of the season. It looks like uh, Mercy is becoming the main villain now that Deathstroke uh, doesn't care anymore. Um, maybe Deathstroke will come back next season when the Titans are back together. Who knows? Really weird and bad and disjointed plotting in this season. It's still the worst. I st- it just I, I, I have a lot of mixed feelings with the show. Like so we 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 keep hammering the same shit over and over again, but it's like I, I think they just wrote twelve different episodes of what they thought Titans was going to be, and it's just yeah whatever it is this is it this is the show we're doing a comedy episode now we're doing like a spooky horror episode and it's very inconsistent and it's just awful it's this is the worst interpretation of Dick Grayson this is like yeah. a really <laughs> awful ensemble show too. Yeah, there's they they completely underutilize pretty much every character that they introduce, and then they keep shoving existing characters to the side to bring in more characters that aren't really going to be used in an interesting way. Um, and don't I don't care. You don't care. You're like just in this in this fucking show in this fucking podcast. I don't want any, I want this over faster. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't know if I have anything left to say about this episode in particular. Uh, uh, here, here it is. Here is the last one. Uh, the, 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 the thing is, I think I, I, I read this on the something awful thread. I went, I went to something awful. I paid $10. Uh, and I, I read that this is the, basically all of the, th- the themes of Titans. And I wanted to read this at the end because I think this is also a good opinion. Sidekick syndrome. Fear of crossing lines becoming a monster. What does it mean to be a hero? Addiction and abuse. Being a space alien princess. Confusion about identity. Guilt. Bad dads. Torn between two worlds. Revenge or walking through trauma. Those are all the themes of Titans. And they're wrestling right. with balancing their public identity with their much more complicated personal lives. I think that, that sums up a lot of it. Uh, also, uh, Yeah, I, I guess so. I don't really think there's anything wrong with any of those themes in particular. They could all be interesting ideas in a show that was, uh, was you know, better, better than this explained. one. Uh, also, how, why is also the other gag, which it wasn't really brought up on something awful, but also it's the, why is Beast Boy like the Cisco of this group, the Cisco Felicity, just because he's the, like the gamer nerd, like that's what qualifies him to be STEM? I don't know cisco means i don't know what you're talking on the about. flash on the flash show oh don't don't watch that okay not, so not it, familiar it's it's paint by numbers like arrow so there's the arrow the main character and then there's the side the two side characters 
And one of them always has to be on the computer looking at GPS shit and going, you should go this way. They're at the abandoned hospital or something. Uh, so that was Felicity in in Arrow. That's Cisco on The Flash. That is, uh, in some regards, that is what Olsen the- is on Supergirl. Oh, no, on Supergirl, it's that other guy, right? Yeah, but you know, like that. I did. Pl- I did watch it. I did watch a season of Supergirl, and there's that one like kind of short nerdy guy. Yeah, the short like nerdy the tech guy expert. who sits at the computer and goes, "You gotta go to this place." Yeah. Oh, I don't pretty, want you pretty, to get uh, hurt. Pretty standard, uh, archetypical, archetypal character. Not really something specific to uh, bad DC shows. I uh, it's it. To, like what other shows outside of the DC universe can you the, think of? The answer to your question as to why Beast Boy is the tech guy of the show is that they don't know what else to do with him. That's the That's... reason. <laughs> Fair enough. It's like calling uh, GameStop for tech support. It's like, what the fuck? They wanted to do something with the character, so they made him the computer guy. I think that's about, it's pretty much uh, how it is. Why didn't he, they just go back with uh, Doom Patrol? Well, they can't do that because they can't have the Doom Patrol. The Doom Patrol has their own show. And as I said earlier, the creators insist that it has nothing to do with Titans, which is how it should be because it's a good show. I just Maybe that's the good, that's a good uh, way to end this episode is remind people only if three episodes left of this horrible mess... No word if it's ever going to HBO Max for good reason. We oh, it can... is. It'll come back for another season, and it's going to be on HBO Max like everything else from know, DC want... Universe. Oh, do you want to, want to continue this when season three shows up? I really don't, Jordan. Don't make <laughs> I really don't want to do knock it. Our wo- on wood and hope it does not. <laughs> Maybe after this season of Titans is over, we can talk about, I don't know, something else, something that's not bad. Talk, uh, you know what I think looks good is that uh, Harley Quinn uh, cartoon that's coming out soon. I think that looks like fun. James Adomian is uh, one of the voices. Oh, nice! So, so they got a good, good, some good voiceover people over there. You got Uh, Alan Tudyk as uh, Joker, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, they're gonna, we're gonna have a lot, they're gonna be, (laughs) they're gonna be saying F words and stuff, you know, pretty cool, fuck and shit, and. They're, they're going to say fuck and they're going to, the Joker is going to be saying cuss words. Can you believe that? Uh, he doesn't cuss. He does now. He does. Uh, I'm hide your kids, hide your wife. This is not, not my Joker. This is not your daddy's, uh, Batman cartoon, right? This is, he, he's all this like is edgy, new edgy stuff. He's all like, fuck he's Ace like, chemicals. Batman. Hey, Batman, you're a fucking piece of shit. Hey, Batman, the ju- cook. Well, no. All right, I've got I've got another uh, bad show that I need to watch now, so uh, I think I'm going to sign off. Uh, thank you for listening to this bad show about another bad show. Stay tuned for watching Watchmen on most of these stations. Uh, good goodbye. Time's back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>